Hi, I'm Julian, and welcome in to the first 9320 podcast Friday show of the season. We'll be here every Friday previewing the weekend city games. And today I'm happy to be joined by Asan and Howard. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm yeah, excited, I've missed the stress, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly realised it's it's uh, only a few days away. Well, less than that now. And uh, my stomach's going a bit because it's suddenly it's all it's about to happen, isn't it? Uh, I was quite happy in May for the season to be over. I have, it's, you know... Even if the season's gone well, I kind of like the break. But within a couple of weeks, you're just bored, aren't you? You want it back. I don't want right. to spend the well, summer that... just looking at transfer rumours. and Yeah, you want to watch some actual football. So I can't wait, to be honest. Well, that... Well, that's it. We're back. We're it's a strange one because we're uh, we're 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 on TV. We're a national game, if you will. Um, we're a half five kickoff. We've got an away game first. How do you guys feel about having an away game? But not only that, um, to one of the newly promoted teams, a kind of an, an unknown in the Premier League. Couldn't really have been an easier fixture, to be honest with you. I, I mean that with all due respect to Brighton. I think in terms of. Um, It'll be a great atmosphere. I'm sure it'll be a great day out for those people who can actually figure out how to get there and get back, thanks to the Premier League. Um, from a City perspective, I think that, yeah, as I say, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't pick a better fixture because the atmosphere will be great, but really it'll be like a little bit of a, a celebration, a little bit of a day out for the Brighton fans and hopefully for the Brighton players as well. Um which means that from a city perspective, we can go there and our quality can shine and we can sort of ease ourselves into the season, if that makes sense. Howell, what about yourself? Yeah, I hate to say it. Yeah, I don't really care if we're home and away first. Uh, I don't know. If you're missing it, you probably want I want to go to a match, so home would have been better, especially if I'm going on holiday, so I miss the Everton match. Uh, I am get, This is one of the standout fixtures, though, so I'm a bit disappointed it's come this early because I could have gone if it was later in the season, uh, though it would have been hard to get tickets. But, yeah, it's a great... It'll be a cracking atmosphere against a promoted side. It's it's what you want to kick off the season, isn't it? It's going to be an interesting match, so... Bully. There's uh, something that City have won the last six yeah. opening day fixtures, so that, that's something to be confident uh, a bit of trivia. Can you remember the last time we we played uh, Brighton, either home or away? And can you remember when it was? No, no. Like right, I was speaking so we, to uh, Damo yesterday, Paul. I can't remember a lot of last season's fixtures. So <laughs> <laughs> the last league so, meeting, no, no chance. At at Brighton was uh, an actual two-one defeat in nineteen eighty-nine in the second wow. tier of football. I last. Home uh, was in the League Cup in 2008. I think we lost on on penalties, um, but a third time's uh, a charm. We do have uh, uh, the the winning record overall. But let's jump straight into it. We've just seen preseason gone. I've got to admit, I've I've been so excited. I mean, okay, it started didn't start off that well. Again, against United, but in pre-season, in a general, after that, after we got our, uh, you know, game speed up, I think we've looked scintillating. And I know it's only pre-season. I know we're going there. This has to be trans uh, transferred into the regular season. But uh, how excited uh, are you, are you guys, with what you've seen so far? 
How would you take this uh, first? Yeah, I kind of agree with what you said. Yeah, so I was like, well, it's pre-season, it doesn't matter. Uh, but you, you, you can just see things there that it is about transfer. You can see things that are just like, that bode quite well, but I don't want to get ahead of myself, basically. So we'll see, you know, and there's still a lot of, you know, there's players to come in. I don't know what system's going to be using, but they looked, the mood seemed good. The energy was there. It just seems the more dynamic side, basically. Yeah, and like you, I don't want to take too much off pre-season. Uh, we played United when they were fitter than us, so that didn't mean, I think we might have played a side who weren't as fit as us. So it's hard to really... You know, when you get into league season, you play, you're on an equal footing. Uh, but yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing goals scored easily, and I hope that transfers into the season because that's the key, really. Hey, Sam. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd go along with that. I, I, it's interesting because I think that one of the best barometers for how good City are is to watch other teams, and I think that I I completely agree. Uh, even in the United game, I was impressed with, we were two weeks behind them uh, in pre-season uh, and our fitness and a lot of the kind of muscle memory of movements and positions and stuff like that, it was obvious it was still there. Um, and yeah, subsequently the, the Madrid game and the Spurs game, some of our football was really, really, really scintillating. But, um, it's not a negative but. Really, what's impressed me the most is when you then watch other teams in pre-season, whether it be United, whether it be Madrid, whether it be Spurs, whether it be Liverpool, whether it be Arsenal, whether it be Bayern Munich, I've caught most of those sides in pre-season. Um, that's when you realise how impressive we look. And that's when you realise the, the quality of players that we've got. Because it's I feel as though in the Premier League this season we will be on another level to everybody. Uh, and I think a lot of that is down to Pep and a lot of that is down to, to the quality of players that we've got. But yeah, in terms of pre-season, it got me really, really, really excited for, for, for the upcoming season. Yeah, can I just yeah, say so? Yeah. I'm not convinced we'll sweep away the big, you know, the big games, which in which we played quite well for the majority of them last season, but didn't do it across the 90 minutes and threw away results, really. And had some bad decisions against us. Yeah, well, it still remains to be seen how we do in the big games, but quite a But I do think we will sweep aside a lot of the the team. You know, the other teams like the teams that will finish eighth and below. I can't. You know, I don't want to tempt fate, but I can't see us struggling at home to a Middlesbrough. And I think you know, like, and even Everton, who will be a very difficult game. That would be quite an interesting early test to see. Because if we sweep them aside, it shows we've moved up a level. Uh, and I think we will sweep aside a lot of this, and I say in speech marks, smaller sides. So. Yeah. Well, well, you just touched upon it then. I mean, the thing is, we did struggle at home to Middlesbrough and, and away to them. So my question before we move on to, to formations and, and, and plays individual, how much pressure is on Pep in this second season to win? Are loads. I mean, I don't think that the pressure is uh, is internal. I don't think, for example, I've 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 heard a lot of city supporters say this, and I've read this in a lot of places that it's make or break or it's shit or bust for Pep. It that's just simply not the case because the owners have so much faith in him that he could have another season 
of relative underachievement and he's not getting sacked and he's not quitting. Um, but in terms of the pressure externally, it's huge. The pressure from the media, mm. the expectation of supporters, the expectation of me. Do you know what I mean? I've done my season preview and I, I've... I've said in that season preview that I expect us to win this league comfortably and I'd be disappointed if we don't. So, yeah, I think that internally, I don't think there's there's a huge amount of pressure on on Pep. But I think that externally, you've, you see it. I mean, there was pressure on him last summer and we've spent more money this summer and the money narrative has become a lot bigger this summer. So I just feel that this season, every bad result will come with huge headlines. And really, if we're not first or second at Christmas, the knives will be out for Guardiola without question. And not just from the media, from some of our supporters as well, because as I say, the expectations are enormous. Well, let's not forget the knives were out from last December. <laughs> when he'd been yeah, there exactly. three months, it was like, is is the end near for Pepust? I, I've put in my season preview, obviously this has to be a season where we literally compete, not my precise words, on every front uh, for the major uh, trophies. Uh, I don't know. I can't get inside the mind of Pep, so he is under huge pressure, but I don't know how much he feels it. So a little see, bit, of me, see, a I, bit I, of me wonders if he just takes all this in his stride, just what happens, happens, but it's hard to call the man. But yeah, he, he has to perform, Yeah. We've made the investment now. He has to perform. So, you see, I, I tend to agree with you, Asan. I think that our owners have kind of, have, I know we've been over this numerous times that they've wanted they've wanted Pep for such a long time, and it's been that that blueprint to finally get him. And now we've got him. It's kind of like, well, you know, if it doesn't go to plan, now what? I just see the patient approach, and the reason why I say that is because when you watch. Caldoun's end of season interview you can just see with the with the mannerisms that he's totally besotted by this guy they they're they're all they're all out they'll change anything for him so I kind of hope it but then I do see it the other way with the media of course you know people aren't mentioned by name now they're mentioned by price tag and and that's the way it is and and the media would would love to stick it and you only have to look at you know Sky Sports or BT Sport they're just ready, you know, and this is what I kind of, I, you know, I don't want to tempt fate, but, you know, BT Sport, um, that that live game where the nation will be watching, you know, I kind of, uh, I just hope we don't kind of uh, lay an egg. I, I don't think we will. But my next question should, is... Let's just say quickly, though, we, but that uh, transfer narrative is, well, partly it's due because we've done most of our business. Uh, there's going to be some big deals coming from other sides, Uh so I think by the end of the summer, it's not going to be as... I mean, people will still try and beat us with it, but it'll be a rubbish one <laughs> you know, stick to beat us with because there'll be other deals that are ridiculous. You know, I still think Sigurdsson's going for 50 million. Van Dijk's go, Van Dijk's well, I, going for 60 I, I, million. Again. If you're not, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, even outgoings, they want Coutinho for 100 million and he's not worth anything like that. You know, like the player. So I think by the end of the summer, it should, I mean, logically it should die down, but then when does logic come into it? It's not going to happen, Howard. You know and I know that what people will use, the stick that they'll use to be Guardiola with is the total amount of money that we've spent this summer because it's it's big. It doesn't like that. One of the things that bothers me is that there is, there rarely do you see a narrative where people will say they spent £200 million but they bought seven players, yeah? 
it's always they spent 200 million, they spent 300 million. I think for me, what irritates me is like last summer, um, we'll spend a similar amount to Man United, but we'll buy twice as many players as them for that mm. money. Um, but yeah, that will will absolutely go unnoticed. And we're I don't think that we're quite done with our spending yet. No, true. I think there's at least one more one more deal, if not two more, coming. So it is going to be a massive spend, and I don't think we can get away from the um, the expectation and the criticism. And to be honest, I, I'm not I'm not saying the media are right to do this, but I understand why they do it. The reality is, when you go and play Brighton, for example, it's really easy to go, you know, the 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 entire Brighton squad wouldn't buy one Man City player. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like in terms of the money, like that's just the reality of the difference in in the economics of the two clubs. And people will talk about it. Sorry. No. Yeah, that's fair enough. Julian. Yeah. Well, I, you know. I- I agree, but again, you just mentioned about the uh, about the transfer window. Something that gets my kind of uh, we've got, and you you'll have seen this as well. I, I don't think we can kind of argue of what we've spent and how we've invested. I think when you see graphs of teams as well, I don't think the count. People talk about net spend, and it kind of does my head in the, the, the kind of net spend. People are obsessed with it. Now, I don't really care about spending and how much to do because it's not coming out my pocket or your pocket. You know, if they want to invest in it, that's great. But I, I think people see we spent two hundred million but yet we still brought in some money as well. So that's something that kind of annoys me and I'm sure it annoys every, everyone else, but it's something that is not going away. Um, but moving on, we, we touched upon Pep. Uh, his first season in the Premier League, there was so much expectation. I had so much expect. I got kind of carried away. I think we all did as well. Um, mm. We've got the greatest manager. I, I, I stand by that. And like I say, I would I would sign him up for the next 10 years if, if, if I could. I'm that happy with him. But do you think he's learn anything and when I say that is people say that Pep's got kind of one way to um, um, play and he hasn't he hasn't learned do you think that Pep's learn uh, anything over this and do you think he'll adapt any any different to playing these kind of teams hmm I don't know you know I mean I'll be honest with you I don't think that I think that the adaptation that Guardiola was or wasn't going to do he did it last season. I don't think that coming into this season, there's going to be like some enormous revolution in the way in which we approach games of football. The reality is that our defenders will still be camped on the halfway line, (laughs) no matter who we play, whether we play Chelsea or we play Real Madrid or we play Barcelona or we play Brighton. The defenders will always be camped on on, on the halfway line. Um, The passing football that we play will remain the same. I think where he's maybe not ad- where he's adapted, I suspect is in the transfer market because I suspect that. Well, I, I look at the attributes of Kyle Walker and and Ben Mendy, and they're not traditionally Guardiola fullbacks. They're they're a lot more touchline hugging, and they're a lot more physically robust. Um, and I think that maybe that's where he's either compromised or where he's made a call that he feels if I'm going to have loads of little guys in the attack, my, in the premier league, my back line needs to be big. And at least one of my, my midfielders needs to be big. And maybe that's also a reason for keeping Yaya just because his physical size and his stature. Um, So yeah, for me, that would be the adaptation as opposed to any type of 
real footballing change. Yeah, I think, I mean, when we started last season, it's like the full-backs were coming in in field, into midfield, and it was like, oh my God, he's, you know, he's doing it already, Kolarov's a centre-half. I think, if you listen to what Pep himself says, I mean, he said it repeatedly, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm adapting. Well, I think the first thing, the big thing he learned was uh, that what I think he did wrong was he went, he tried to implement too much too soon to players that weren't ready to take it all on board. Uh, but uh, otherwise, I agree with Ace, and he's, I think he learns. I mean, it's, it's his whole thing. He does take, you know, he takes on info, he studies everything, he's a student, and he's said it repeated times. I don't, yeah, I, like I said, I don't think we're going to see revolutionary new formations or different ways of playing. It's just, we already see it. You know, the domination, the high line, what Asan said, we've got full-backs who will bomb, you know, so he's playing more to this league, perhaps. Uh, I don't, I'll say he will. He'll, he'll still take on, he'll take on stuff, but you need a very analytical mind to see a lot of the stuff he does on the pitch. Uh and he will be bold and he will make mistakes. And I don't think he's afraid of doing that. Uh, and I don't think he's afraid of the criticism either. But I think he wants to know if that way that he plays, that he wants to play, can succeed in England. And he said, that, you know, that's what he came. He didn't He didn't come here to teach anybody anything or to revolutionise revolutionize anything. He came here to see if the, the way that he has his thoughts about football... Um, his vision of football, whether that can work in the Premier League. And I think that actually, weirdly enough, last season proved that it can because the squad was weaker. We had big holes in it. Um, some of our finishing was atrocious. Some yeah. of the individual errors we made. And yet we finished third in the end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's not a... that that that's a, That's a successful season, effectively, for everybody in that top six, except for Manchester City, if that makes sense. If anybody else finishes third last season, United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, they all go, yeah, that's a successful season. Only for City is that an unsuccessful season. So I think in a way, yeah, he's already proven that, that it can work. Now, what seems to have, have, have changed from last season is personnel uh, and there's going to be uh, a few City players making their debuts. Um, uh, notably, uh, we have a new goalkeeper. We also have new fullbacks and uh, a new midfielder. We've also seen a change in formation uh, or several formations in pre-season. Notably, what I can see and what is three, five, two, or 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 a variation of that. Uh, do you think that that system? will be used more now that Pep seems to have got his players that he want he wants or he's got. Mm. How much do you want to go first uh, with this one? Is that because you're not sure? Because I'm not. Well, the fact he played it twice in pre-season suggests that's how he'll start the season, but then he'll prove me completely wrong when the teams come out <laughs> at half four on Saturday afternoon. Uh I don't know. I, I truly, it's a wait and see. Uh, I think he's going to flick mm. it around because there are problems with certain players who don't fit in the system. So I think it's adaptable still, and I think he'll still he'll still catch us out with a lot of team formations. And it depends home and away, you know, smaller team, bigger team, about how he plays. I can see the three five two being a way to promote his size, mid table size. I can see that being used a lot. 
I just don't know how he'll approach the big side, uh, the big games yet. I don't, you know, it mm. just, it's a, a wait and see for me. Uh, what What do you think, Asen? Just passing the um, book here, because I don't, you know, it's it's up in the air for me for how he'll approach formation-wise and tactics, so. I think we'll use I think we'll use the three five two more because when we used it last season it went tits up and so we more or less stopped using it. Um whereas I think that with the fullbacks that we've got, also just the fact that the players have had a full preseason, another one with Guardiola, um, and they've obviously trained with that formation, they've played it now against Real Madrid and against Spurs. Um I feel um I feel as though it's going to be used more than it was last season. Uh, I sort of agree with you, Howard, in that it's very difficult to predict where it will and where it won't be used. What I do know is that Pep will have a reason for when he uses it and a reason for when he uses the the 4-3-3. Uh, and actually, it's now that I say that, it's, uh, I will ask... I'm interviewing Marty Perra now um, at the start of September, just doing a little season preview with him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he thinks about... Where, where Pep will maybe want to use three five two, um, and where he'll want to use the the four three three. You see, I look in in within the Premier League, and, and like you, we, I'm sure we all watch other games and we all see other formation. This formation, this three five two, seems to be a lot more common. I think we see Arsenal using it, and and they're doing well. And obviously, Chelsea predominantly played it. And I think looking back last year, I think Pep wanted to play it, but then when you look at the fullbacks, as in you know, yeah. Zabo and 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 things that he didn't have the personnel, and obviously we, we we found we we found that out. But I want to jump on to you know when I touched upon possibly making the debuts. Is there is there any amount that we have a number one goalkeeper now, as in as in Edison? I mean, is there any debate? I mean, would you guys fall off your chair if when the team sheet comes out at half four on Saturday that Bravo starts in goal? Is is there any way that that happens? No, it's not happening. I think Edison's our new, new, new number one. I think his performances pre, in pre-season were excellent for the most part. And I think that Guardiola would have to be insane to not already know that he's starting the season as my number one. And then we'll go from there. H- Howard, no, same question? No, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, if he's fit, he starts. So it's no, Bravo's a number two now, so... If he stays, what, what, which I assume in, he will do. So, what's the impression the most about him, though? Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I think we said it in the previous one. A bit of everything for me. He's very. He seems more reactive, so he, he'll come out. And I, you know, against United, we saw a mistake. There will be the odd mistake, but if he comes out and stops six attackers through on goal, then that's that's okay if it works six out of seven times because it stops six one on ones. He seems to, yeah. I mean, the problem with Bravo, he seemed rooted to, he seemed glued to his line a lot of the time. Uh, Edison's proactive; he'll come out, he'll block. It reminds me of Hart. You know, I, I think he'll be good at one-on-ones, uh, but just all round, really, he can, he can kick the ball. His his reactions, he's just quite well-rounded uh, for me. Bit of everything. He seems to have he seems to have a party piece as well that <laughs> I've never ever seen before. Is in that huge long yeah. kick that I think to, I, I honestly think that can be a game changer within what teams are going to do. Yeah, and that, that and that comes out from the way, the way that Pep plays from a goal kick to where you see the uh, defenders either side where you're going to play out from the back. You can either take your chance with that and press up high, or you can leave the fact that he can kick it seventy yards um, yeah. and. 
And uh, so I, think that, I honestly so. think, yeah, I honestly think that's going to be, and, and, and I think t- we, we're going to see that. This is going to be one of them games early on where teams are going to say, where well, you're going to see it. And uh, you almost saw it in pre-season, but teams will know this as well. Um, I remember, I think uh, Pep said that he, he was prepping for him once when he was at Benfica and he noticed and he had to have a separate meeting. So other teams, you know, will be switched on and will uh, and will see this as well. So we also have some new fullbacks. How will the fullbacks uh, uh, help us going forward? Um, I think that, can I just, on, on Edison, can I just say that I... I I completely agree with you. I actually think that his kicking is is um, is probably what got him the transfer more than how good a goalkeeper he is because it's not just it's it's the confidence to play the short game and the confidence to play the long game. And I think that you know when teams come and press high like they often do in the Champions League and like you will see against sort of better Premier League sides. It'll be a it'll be an an amazing weapon to have to have that kick in, in the Arsenal. Um, in terms of in terms of the fullbacks, uh, I think it's obvious, mate. They bring pace, they bring power, they bring technical quality. Um, I mean, it's just it's revolutionised. Uh, uh, for me, it's revolutionised the way the team looks. And uh, the the most imp- impressive thing is that Danilo looks as good as Walker or Mendy. Mm. I mean, Mendy's not kicked a ball yet, and I'm not worried if Danilo Danilo plays at left-back tomorrow because he's looked the absolute business when he's played there, and he looks the absolute business as a player full stop. So, no, um, I think that they I think they tick every box, and I think they are the best full-backs we've had since the takeover. Uh, no offence to, to Zabba, who, who was incredible for two or three seasons, but I think... Overall, with the pace and power allied to the to the technical ability, it's we 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 don't realise how revolutionary it will be until we till we're three or four months into the season, and yeah, we're murdering teams. So no, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing about the yeah. I think I mean the key is I think it's to stretch defensive teams, teams that are just going to sit, you know, with two rows, banks of players, but when you've got that pace and energy, just you know, there's a lot of frustration at passing, passing, passing for, but not really getting behind opposition teams. Uh, but with that pace, I mean, especially in second halves, I think a lot of teams are going to tire against, you know, such a dynamic side, such a pacey side. And I think also maybe opposition fullbacks might, or wingbacks might be very reticent to plough forward too much because they'll be absolutely, they can be destroyed on the break. So, you know, dual function really. It's just yeah, it's a completely different ball game now. We're okay. inviting teams to part the bus, though, aren't we? More or less, we're, we are. we're saying the only way to deal with this is yeah. To part well, they've the got bus. decisions to make how to deal with it. So, but they've got to venture upfield at some point. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Could be like a game of chess. But I think we'll tire teams out because we just couldn't get behind teams with our aging fullbacks last season. Yeah. I, I think that's been a story of the last of the last year or so. I mean, you've seen it numerous times at home. Teams come and we've discussed this before. And again, we saw this against West Ham. West Ham had one game plan, and that was just that. And you could see it didn't work. We're always going to get chances. Just to touch upon is Cal Walker. I never knew he was that fast, and I know that comes as a cliche. We know he's quick, but 
just how rapid he is. I mean, I think he he belongs on a track. Or I honestly think there was balls where he was lightning quick, and I think you guys are right in saying with with Sterling and Leroy on either side, just the the injection of pace. I honestly think will be a game changer in in the sense of you're motoring up and down that wing and. You know, it's pushing more people, knowing that hey, on the on the counter, we've got someone that can match you stride for stride. And it kind of, if you look at Bayern Munich when Pep were there, you can kind of see the same kind of system that he had, and um, you can see. I I mean, watching us, you can almost see that it's kind of like Barcelona esque. And I know people might cringe at saying that, but the, the passing that we've seen is kind of like night night and day. Um, going, f- you know, as uh, going forward, so we'll, we're going to see that develop more. I want to look on to performances c- coming into it, and, and like I say, I think Kevin De Bruyne is going to have to have a, a huge season. And looking back on last season, we, you know, I mean, he finished in the Premier League with the, the most assists, and I think when you touched upon it, we missed so many chances last year that that can't be seem to happen again this year with the the, the chances do you, do you see that he's got to have a, a, a big year if, if we're going to do well and go on to win the title yeah I mean I think I, I drunkenly tweeted the other night that that he's the best player in the Premier League full stop and you know sat here sober during the day I more or less agree with that I think he's the best player in the league on his day I think in terms of consistency, he really, really struggled in the season just gone. But from what I've seen in pre-season, he's ready to hit the ground running or he is going to hit the ground running. And if he hits the ground running, yeah, I mean, I think that we become... With Kevin De Bruyne at his best, whatever team he plays for, it becomes almost impossible to play against that team because he's, he's just got magic in his, in, his, in his boots and he's got that radar. He just needs a second and he needs somebody running and as long as there's somebody there's somebody quick who's running in behind he's delivering the perfect pass and as we've just said we've got a ridiculous amount of pace in our side now teams aren't just going to be worried about De Bruyne playing Sterling in or playing Sane in they're going to be worried about him playing the fullbacks in as well playing Jesus in playing Aguero in I mean it's uh, yeah I, I, I agree that he will be key um, but I'm not worried in the slightest. I think he's going to kill it this season, really. Yeah, yeah. I would. He's just, I, I don't know what the reason for his slump was, but keep him fresh. Uh, but the deeper our squad gets, then the easier that is. But he, uh, he I mean, exactly. he just makes assists so easily, or makes chances so easily. That if he played well all season, it'd be like 30 assists, he'll break records. Uh, but. You can say everyone's key, really. <laughs> you know, if we're going to have a big season, you can you can pinpoint ten players, can't you? So, uh, well, the, more or less what I said. In yeah, my so did yeah. I. So I don't want to. I don't want to uh, uh, mention everything I said in the preview. But yeah, <laughs> it's about a lot of play, it's about a lot of players coming together into uh, so. The, the reason the reason why I, why I, I pinpoint him, I mean, uh, numbers numbers game. I mean, he had four assists in preseason, yeah. which people say, well, that's irrelevant because it's preseason. But I, I don't know what else to go off. You know, I mean, he's looking like, hey, if we're going to start a season like he he's ready and uh, and 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 such like that. I want to I want to focus on a, a player 
that I'm I'm honestly so excited about. I know Asan will know a lot about him being that side. We kind of saw a very much of a glimpse of him. But how big of a player can you see Bernardo Silva um, playing in our side? I never mind what what I think. I know that privately, um, Guardiola, his coaching team, everybody involved believe that in 12, 18 months' time, people will be looking at that transfer and crying because of the price that we paid for him. Because in their eyes, like Guardiola really believes that in terms of his close control, his dribbling, his vision, his shooting, he's up there with Messi. In fact, the only thing that he's he's not got, that Messi has got, um, is the the two things that he's not got is the crazy acceleration that that Messi had. He's quick, but he's not got that crazy acceleration, and he's not got that radar uh, that radar in his boots when it comes to shooting. So he's not going to be getting the twenty five thirty goals a season. But for everything else in his gameplay, he's like Messi, and he's going to be. We worried. We've spent years worrying about what will happen when David Silva's time is up. How are we going to replace David Silva? We've replaced him. And that's an incredible thing to say because Silva's still got two years at least to play. And he's going to play, and Bernardo is going to play alongside David and learn his game. And he's going to be coached by the perfect coach for him. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a really, 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 really super exciting signing. Um, and I think that, yeah, the money is, it makes it even more exciting. I know that money's not really relevant, but it kind of is when, you know, we paid less for Bernardo than we did for Kyle Walker. And I love Kyle Walker and he'll be an integral part of the City team, but he won't be Bernardo Silva over the next 10 years. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about that one. Yeah, I can't really follow up that. Can <laughs> Hard night to follow. Uh, yeah, everything he said is the heir apparent, isn't he? So I don't think we're going to see instant impact because we don't need him to have one. Uh He's, you know, he's not. He's had his holiday as well because he's had a, a summer where he's had to play. Uh, so we're not going to see him burst onto the scene in the next few weeks. But it'll be a slow burner, kind of like a Sane. Maybe he'll just come. Yeah, no, I'm saying he's a similar player, but we'll see him through the season come in, and it's just a matter of who does Pep pick because he's got again, it's got he's got competition in where he wants to play. Uh, but yeah, we. He's been touted all summer for like a £70 million move to United, so make of that what you will. Uh, can't wait to see him properly. You know, I just think what I saw, I mean, I saw him against City, obviously, and I saw about six or seven other, maybe eight or nine Monaco games during the season. Yeah, just he's one of those players who, you just just like David Silva, you just watch him and just you know forget where you are. It's just the ball's stuck to his feet. Be a joy. It'll be a joy to watch, I, I, and a, a, you know he's got to perform here. He's coming to a new country, but I've got such high hopes for him. Uh, yeah, at, the, at that price, it'll be a steal if someone like Sickerson's going for more. So, well, and, it, and I like Sickerson. You know, he's not. It's not. Yeah, he's not it, silver, it, it, is he's good. It came out. It came out of left field or that signing. I mean, I, I was I was over the moon, but I've got to be honest with you guys. I, I've been I was been watching. Um, like highlight clips of him uh, on YouTube, and I was actually only doing it last night. He is since he, I honestly think, and I'll go out and, and say this: I really think he'll be he'll be better than 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 David when all said and done. I just think he, his movement. I think he just. I think he's more of a threat at goal. I, I just think his movement is 
is it's just a joy to watch. I'm, I honestly, I'm doing backflips, and while we're on it as well, he's just turned 23 today. So happy birthday to him! But so young, and obviously, you know, we're going to have him. You know, he is going to be the uh, uh, to to David Silva. Um, but yeah, such a, such a joy to watch. Now moving on. I've got a quite a bit of concern, and I know this is going to be a touchy subject. Is the forwards we 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 uh, we have two on the books with collected departing, so two recognised in Kun and 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 Gabby Jesus. Now, in pre-season, and I'm going back towards the last game against West Ham. It was kind of like it they played together, but to me, it looked like kind of forced, and it didn't feel natural. Do you think that Pep is going to? Go with them too, you know, and jump in to see the lineup. Or do you think he's going to go with one, and one's going to sit on the bench? And who, who do you think he's going to start with? So I'll go with Esan. Esan, I know you're going to be uh, on this. Uh, you've got to have something to say. So over to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've said it, haven't I? I, I it's not looked natural for me in pre-season that that partnership between Aguero and, and Jesus, and it's not really. Uh, it's not really a criticism of either player because I just think that they have very similar characteristics and they like to operate in similar areas. Um, and so it just, yeah, I mean, it it almost feels like one of them is a passenger while the other one gets involved in play and then they swap around and then the other one gets involved in play and the other one is a passenger. Um, whereas I feel as though when Raheem, for example, has played that role um, in the three-five-two, uh, he's been. It's been a much more natural partnership with whoever is in front of him, whether it be Kun or it be uh, Jesus. So, in terms of whether those two play together, look, I know that Guardiola wants to try it. I know that he thinks that they should be able to play together. Um, if you're asking me about Brighton. I'd be really, really, really surprised if they started together after the way that they performed together in preseason and the way that Raheem performed. Um, and yeah, I, in general, if we're going to talk about the forwards, um, one of the things from preseason, which is certainly a concern going into to the Brighton game tomorrow, is that look, we're still missing chances. I know for a fact that the coaching team sat down at the end of last week and looked at the numbers. And the biggest concern is that we have the same frighteningly poor, we had the same frighteningly poor conversion rate in pre-season that we had for most of last season. Um, so I don't know how you mitigate that. I don't know how they mitigate that. I don't know whether it's a confidence thing, but that chance that Jesus missed, for example, I mean, How's he missed that? Do you know what I mean? That's like the that's like the, the chance that De Bruyne miss, misses against against Chelsea. The, the, these things, I don't think these things can happen. And I think the Guardiola's probably scratching his head. And I think for for that reason, I think he's probably going to go with only one of Con or Jesus against mm. Brighton. What do you think? Howard? My hunch is he'll play them both still and see how it goes. But. Well, we will see that because I, I, I want to get what, what do you think the lineup's going to be? Um, in the formation, you think 3 yeah. 5 2. What, what's your formation that he starts with? I think he'll with? stick with 3 5 2 for the first game. Uh, I don't know what formation Brighton will play. Yeah, so again, you know, the back, you know, the keeper and the back five has 
you know, not eh? Bravo. <laughs> no. Bravo. <laughs> uh, so obviously, yeah, Danilo Mendy's not ready. So Danilo Walker and uh, the, the back three that he's used preseason for. Uh, I just wonder. Obviously, De Bruyne Silva is the room for Sterling, Jesus, and Aguero. I don't know. It's just does he play like Yaya or Fernandinho behind De Bruyne and Silva? That's I don't. Uh, I think he'll play three five two anyway. And I still think he'll, mm. my hunch, he'll stick with Aguero and Jesus at least for now. Uh, but Asa, if you go one up front, then who drops Aguero? No. No. Ooh. No. Because I don't think that. Um, Aguero's Aguero, man. His goal record last season was incredible. There's no, like, he looks. Fit. Even if he doesn't look sharp, he mm. looks fit, um, and he does. Jesus doesn't look sharp either, and it's just about yeah. hierarchy at that point. Yeah, if if neither of them look like match ready, but they're both sort of physically fit, and you've got to pick one of the two. Uh, for the moment, uh, for the first game of the season, I pick Aguero and I play I play Raheem off him, and I say it's your shirt to lose, con. Go for your life. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's I think what we I'm need doing. to. I think J- Jesus would be the steal of them all, you know, in the long term. But I think we did. I think we totally. are getting slightly ahead of ourselves. He's not like the greatest striker in the world quite yet, uh, and we need to be show a bit of patience with him. He's not just automatically going come in and smash thirty goals in. I think he's. I think he's a yeah. good season away or more from that. So I think a bit of patience, and let's not assume he's the number one yet. I mean, we, we haven't really talked about Vincent Company, and I know that he'll be both in your guys' um, starting uh, lineups. And he's been—he's. I mean, we were on shows last year saying that there's no way he's, he's gone, and then he proved his fitness. Well, we hope he did, and he's kind of played very well in in in, in preseason. We we all expect him to to start um, on on Saturday, and with with that being said, obviously it's he's got to stay fit, and you know he, what happens if he doesn't. So. My next question is, before we get predictions and kind of wrap up, is are we, with with 21 days left in the transfer window, are you happy with the squad or do you think that there's going to be a couple more new faces? And where? So I'll go, um, I'll go Howard. Howard, you, you, you're up first. Are you happy with the squad or, or does it need tweaking or do we need something else? Yeah, oh, I'm happy with the squad, but we know Pep wants... If he could, he'd get Mbappe or he'd get Sanchez. Uh, I don't think he's going to get them. So then he's got a decision, just leave it as it is or get someone else in. And that would be left field. I don't know who that would be if it's not those two. But all I can say is definitely another central defender. And and whilst originally I thought it might be a big money signing, I think it might now be lower key uh, just just to strengthen the squad or maybe an old head or something like that. Ben Gibson. <laughs> so come, really? on, come on then, Ace. Would you be happy with Ben Gibson then? I, I think as a replacement for Kolarov, I'll take. Yeah, I'll but take how, ben how much would he I cost? I don't know an awful lot about him. He'd probably cost. Hey? I don't know. Not sure. Twenty plus. Yeah. Twenty plus is English as he well. He's English. Yeah. I believe that. I believe the price that Middlesbrough have quoted everybody is oh, thirty million pounds. That seems a bit ridiculous to me, but. Yeah, but to be fair, in yeah. this summer's market, thirty million is the equivalent of fifteen in and and fifteen million quid for a for a young English centre half 
who's played in the Premier League and done all right. I mean, fine. Yeah. You know, it's not not the most exciting signing in the world, but at the same time, if you can't get Benucci, if you don't want to get Van Dijk, if you don't want to pay ridiculous money for a centre-half because you want to save your money and spend it elsewhere, then why not get Ben Gibson? Well, I think when you look at Andre Gray going from Burnley to Watford for £18 million, I mean, I know that at least on a five-a-side pitch, I could score, so I must at least go for a you know a tenner. I mean, it's just it's, it is frightening, <laughs> though, mate. I mean, come on, eighteen million quid. I mean, it, it's frightening. Made Sigurdsson for fifty million. I'm fifty million. I mean, if that happens. It's just the absolute zenith of madness in the Premier League. Hey, listen, can I just say something? Because you, you, I didn't finish answering the, the question. Yeah, before. of course. Um, I, I'm delighted with the business that we've done so far. However, um. I find myself becoming more and more angry at the thought of this window closing without us signing another forward. Let me tell you why. Because as it stands on paper now, our squad is weaker in attack than it was last season. And for a Guardiola side, for, for, for the management of the club, and I'm not talking about Guardiola, I'm talking about the board of directors and everybody above him, to allow the 1st of September to roll round and to not rectify that, having sold Kalecci, having let Navas go, having let Nolito go, knowing that they're going to let Roberts go because I've got a feeling that Pep doesn't rate him. I don't think that's good enough. So I'm delighted with the business that we've done so far, but we need another forward. We need three. Guardiola has said to the people, I need three guys who can score 25 goals and I've got two. I need one more. And the need for so, Sanchez is obvious because you can't see him spurning its conversion rate, I would think would be excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And also, the, the, let's be let's be realistic. We've got four players for three positions. I mean, that's not going to fly. What happens if one of them gets injured? Suddenly those three guys have got to play every single game. Nah, there's there's a game there's a game being played here. There's a game of poker being played in the transfer market because obviously we're after players who are big, big players. But if we lose this game of poker come the 1st of September, I'll be bitterly, bitterly disappointed. I'm flip-flopping. I said on the Missouts pod that I think Sanchez is staying. But now he's got a convenient three-week injury. I'm beginning to wonder. (laughs) This this could still happen. Uh, And I don't... I don't think it's worth Wenger being stubborn, to be honest, to, to keep him for another year anyway. Uh, I'll tell I think you it might still I'll happen. You but as you say, we can't wait until September the 1st to find out if it happens. We need mm. to know now, well, don't we? One thing that I'll say, which I didn't realise, um, Guardiola doesn't like players forcing moves, yeah. right? And he's got too much respect for Arsene Wenger to suggest even to Sanchez that he starts playing silly beggars. Pep's point of view, rightly or wrongly, yeah, is that if the deal can be done in a way where Sanchez doesn't have to be unprofessional and we're not going to war with Arsenal to get the player out of there, let's do the deal. Otherwise, he's happy to wait until next summer and take him on a free. That's my understanding of how Pep feels right now. So... To, just to answer you, you, the question, are we are we going to sign? Are, who we signing? Do, just give me two positions where where you think each of you. Do, do you think it's going to be a, a forward than yeah. a defender? 
Uh, yeah, I think we'll definitely yeah. get the defender. I don't know if we're going to sign a forward. That's my honest honest yeah. answer right now. I, I would, you know, the optimist in me says we'll get Mbappe. Yeah, <laughs> um, the realist in me, the realist in me says we're not getting Sanchez and we're yeah. not getting keep, Mbappe. Keep dreaming, Asen. Well, yeah. it, it, it's so tiresome. This it is tiresome because you've got, you know, whoever you trust and whoever you see. Whether I don't want to say this, but Duncan Castle, well, whatever you, or I, I don't, I, I love him, but he's he's one of them where he's got so much right as well, and then he's coming out with this, and it's and then it's and then it's denied, and then are they going to are they in a similar situation where are they going to sell um, to a rival? I mean, the, the whole team is more or less gone and he's going and I do think he will go I just can't them seeing it and like I say I will do absolute handsprings if we do sign him and if I can give it out I'd love Sanchez I, you know I think he'll think but I, I think Mbappe is the one only because he's 18 19 years old and I think he's, he's there for the next 10 years I do think he's a real deal and I think yeah. they should pay I just think like you when you when you hear to what you say if you were to listen to what you just said here Sam you know that I, th- I just think that they, there's got to be a plan. I think they know. And like I say, the frustration is we don't and we're guessing and we're hoping. We're also hoping as well. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's like, it's like Christmas Eve in there. You know, we just want, we all want the Nintendo yeah. or the stuff and, and we don't so, get it. You know what I mean? We get, we get, we get the yeah. Commodore 64. I mean, it, it's what we want. And I just do think, I think there's more business yeah. to be done, not just here, but like, like you've said as well, a yeah. domino effect. And I think that money spent, you ain't seen nothing. I, I, you know, they're talking about over a billion spent in the Premier League now. That's just yeah. going to go well, up, first, up and up. First off, go don't knock the Commodore 64 because it's a great computer. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as the VIC-20. If I mentioned the VIC-20 then, losing all our listeners. <laughs> that was my first. Well. You used to have to type the uh, program, the games in yourself. Uh, here, here's a scenario. We get Mbappe just because... PS, uh, Monaco refused to deal with PSG with Mbappe. And we've got a good we relationship with them. Late in the window. We've got- Next summer, Aguero goes, Sanchez comes in on a free. And that's how it all pans out. There you go. You heard it I, here I, first. It's, so. it's, yeah. Well, right, <laughs> I so, like that, Howard. Right, so before we wrap this up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some... Uh, um, I'm going to give you guys a free bet. And, and before anyone listening to this, betting is for over 18s. You should bet responsible. But you guys are going to go, oh, you're going to go big here. And I'm going to give you, so I'll be able to give you the odds. So if you win, you will get the money. And it's just Thanks. a bit of fun. It, it just makes it a bit more interesting. So I'm going to give you a pound. You each got a, a pound. Uh, Asan, I want your, the first goal scorer and I want your prediction for the game um, on Saturday. So you're first. Okay. First goal so- scorer. First goal scorer will be Raheem Sterling. Okay. And the correct score? And the score will be 3-0 to (laughs) Manchester City. So that is only 30 to 1, but it's... uh... It's a few pints for you, though, but that's... Uh, yeah, get 30 uh, quid, mate. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's better than that. Yeah, okay, how would yeah. you're up? Raheem Sterling, 3-1 to City. So you're going Raheem Sterling. Interesting. And 3-1. And, and I've got to say, I've been impressed with him on, on pre-season. I mean, he's been scoring and he's, uh, he's, been, he's been, you know... Um, you know, d- doing the business for the thing. So that comes in at 45 to oh, 1. Nice. So... That's that's uh, that's not bad. I'm gonna go. 
I honestly think, and this is going to come back to bite me, but I honestly think we'll absolutely smash them. I honestly think. Go on, lad. I honestly, I'm not, no joke. I think we'll absolutely smash them. And I'm going to go, people are going to think I'm crazy, Uh-oh. but I remember Sam Lee predicting 5 0 uh, that City would win 5 0 at Watford and he got that right. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go one better. <laughs> I think we win. Six nil. Honestly, I honestly think we'll absolutely smash them just with the way that they that we we're, that we we're, we're play. I'm gonna Stefan go, is listening to this. Podcast I know he's, he's, right he's, he's now rolling like, his eyes, going, going "You man, lot are off that's your what, head." Oh uh, yeah. Well, we'll see you laughing when I've got 121. Oh, who's your my, first uh, scorer though? In my pocket. He's, he's Gabby. Gabby ah. Jesus. I think he starts as well. So I honestly think he starts, so, and I think could, he's going to. Could just ask what? What do you expect from Brighton tomorrow? What approach will they take then? I mean, they were cha- I mean, amazing season, really. Champions, weren't they? I think they were, were they about six, seven, eight points ahead of Newcastle at the end. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's one of these things. Yeah, up, they've got they? like Glenn, I think Glenn Wheeler there. Uh, like Glenworth. Yeah. Got this thing. Uh, Glenn, no, Glenn Murray, um, I'd say. I always say the wrong, I'll say the wrong Murray, name. Yeah. Uh, I think he's about 33 now. So, But he's had, yeah, he was their top scorer with tw- over 20 goals. They've got that knockout French winger, haven't they? It was the championship player of the year, so and they had the tightest defence. So I think they're, they're a unit, aren't they? I'm not to say they're outstanding in any area. Yes. They'll just be a unit. Do you think are they just going to be defensive, or can they not be defensive at home in the first Premier League game? Because I don't think the fans would stand for that. So, which may help us, obviously. Uh, I don't think it really matters. I think if they, I think if they part the bus, they'll get slapped, and I think if they come out and play, mm. they'll get slapped. So, and I, in terms of what I expect from them, I expect exactly that. I expect and them I to still get slapped because it's so, no. You go on. Go on. It's a free hit. Do you know what I mean? It's a yeah. day out for them. The fir- you know, it's first game in the Premier League. Man City and Pep Guardiola are coming to town. You know, you're gonna have the, the it's gonna be a party yeah. atmosphere, man. And they, you know, the football will almost be the actual game itself, and the result itself will be absolutely secondary to Brighton yeah. fans to just the fact that they're there and City are there and Guardiola's there. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a, it'll be an occasion for them. And I think that the, the football in a weird way might take a back seat for this first game. And that's why, you know, for me, I don't actually think that Brighton will do badly over the course of the season. I just think that the way that these, this fixture has fallen um, and the way that, it, yeah, I just, I think it'll be, We'll get a free hit tomorrow at Brighton, and Brighton will see the game as sort of a mm. yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to say like a uh, the end of the preseason friendly friendlies because that's ridiculous. They'll absolutely try and be competitive, um, but I just think in the end we'll have too much yeah, for them. They've still got business and, to do as well. They're trying to do a record transfer today yeah, from Belgium, I think, and Knockout's been injured, so I'm not sure they're totally ready themselves. So. It could be. Yeah. I hope it's well, a good time. The, the, the captain has just retired and that's like, you know, one day before the season starts, which is, you know, strange. Again, there's going to be a lot of their players making debuts and, and such. And I think Aysan's right. I, I honestly do think that it's kind of like, it's going to be like that exhibition game. I think they're actually glad that they're going to play as the first game because it's yeah. old, all they can say, okay, well, we'll get that out of the way. And then exactly. we, we, I honestly think, and again, this has not been big idea, big idea because we all know that it happens. But I think that they see it as, like, if we can get a draw from this, they did say, okay, we'll take a draw, hands down. And again, it's what what approach are they going to do? Their fans are going to be so up for this. You know, I think it's been 25 years since they've been in, in the top top flight or something like that. I think it's going to be one where 
you know, they, they want to see it. And I think this is it for me. I, I prefer us to play away from home because, again, we're on the counter-attack. We set up so much for it. When when he, when Pep plays that 4-3-3 with Sterling and Sane and Aguero up front, it's just like, yeah, are you, are you going to roll that dice? Are you going to go? And it's I just honestly can see if we get that early goal and come out, it's just, I th- honestly think it's going to be, either way, I do, I think it's just going to be, Pressure up on pressure, and I think they'll crack. And I think they're, they're, this will be welcome to the Premier League. It'll be um, a thing. And I, but I honestly think, I, I hope I'm right because you know I'll win the bet and I'll show, I'll prove everyone wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's that's what I, um, I, I honestly, I honestly, um, I honestly feel so. Uh, so again, we will see. It's uh, one day to go, five thirty. Can't wait, off. mate. I can't, can't wait, wait either. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. So I think. If no, nobody's got anything else, um, and, and just before we go, I know that um, I enjoyed doing a show with with Howard. That if you uh, if you guys want to listen, if you're not already signed up, then sign yourself up to Miss Oats. We kind of mentioned the Tunnel Club. It was on Sky Sports uh, News this morning, guys. It looks phenomenal. It looks absolutely right. phenomenal. I'll never see um, it. <laughs> and just a different, yeah, you know, just a, just a different. Um, just unbelievable they got a new dressing room it's kind of like the the cfa it's all uh circular yeah. you know it's all yeah it is it's all done right so let's wrap this up uh i've been your host julian carter i want to thank asan asan thanks for jumping on pleasure mate thank you very much for hosting you did a cracking job howard yeah pleasure as much. always and we'll be back soon thanks for listening